boys, my boys, my boys. It has been far too long, but we are back. We uh, we had three, and now we are down to two. Reese uh, Reese got a bit of an injury in the hotel orgy, and um, had to be suspended uh, for the next week or so. So it's just me and Nathan here, but um, we're back after two different prime ministers. I think we've had two prime ministers in the time um, that we last recorded. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it's really good to be back. Nathan, my friend, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I came out unscathed. Reese unfortunately, went down uh, injured. He yeah. Pulled a, pulled a buttock. And, uh, but then it, it, after a scan to see if he could play in the next orgy, it actually turned out to be a mild tear of the anus. Um, so he's yes. going to be out for sort of six to eight weeks, unfortunately. Oh, I, a mild tear in the in, in, in the anus, man. I, I remember the aftermath of my 19th birthday. <laughs> it was a brutal one. It was a brutal one. That's when I yeah. did my um, my ACL at your oh, 19th really? birthday. Yeah. Oh God, I remember those days. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I don't because you're like 10 years older than me. But in theory. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I also I actually have no idea how old you are. How old are you? Uh, how old do you think I am? It's always a fun question to start the start off the podcast. Thirty. Yeah, literally exactly thirty. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, so, so you are literally double my age because I, I I just turned fifteen the other week. Yeah, yeah. Liam's like a for those that don't know, it's like a mystery. He, he no one knows how old he is because any time anyone asks him, he gives a wildly different number. <laughs> So all that we know is that he is apparently real. Yes, apparently. Yeah. I, like, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually like I'm actually like the doctor. I just get played by different actors each week. You are really easy to play. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to be back. Um, obviously the Premier League season has stopped momentarily, which feels very strange saying. And and the World Cup has started. Um, which has been really fun in some places, and then just really quite boring in others. But um, but before we get there, um, I thought we might as well have a little chat about our teams, and in particular, um, Nathan, your team. You, you you just your team just can't seem to stay out of the limelight at the moment. Um, your probably your most famous player ever um, has been kicked out unceremoniously from the club. Um, it started a while ago when he he left during halftime during a friendly, and then he refused to be substituted at Spurs about a month later, and then he went to Piers Morgan and had a little bit of a strop, and now I think it's been two weeks after that interview, and Ronaldo is a free agent. So what 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 is your reaction to this whole turn of events? Uh, I wasn't massively surprised because he's a guy that is throughout his career. Um, really since he left United the first time, because he threw a strop the summer before that he left, and then Fergie convinced him to stay for one more year. Mm. And then he left, and then he obviously went to Real Madrid, but he was like always sort of making things about himself in the press. He didn't get on with Florentino Perez um, mm. either, so, and then he left like really quite randomly that summer when he left Real Madrid for Juventus. And obviously yeah. the way he left Juventus was very like unceremonious as well. He, um, I think Chiellini said that the club was better off without him, which hasn't proven to be true <laughs> because that's certainly yeah. not better without him. And then he obviously came back to us and there was all that talk of City. Um, do you see that after the interview, the first half was released and he was like, yeah, I'm, I was going to go to City. City released a statement denying it. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah, they like, 
well, not like an official club statement, but apparently like they released like some sort of through some journalists or something. There was like a statement from them that was like distancing himself from what he said. Wow, they're that um, embarrassed. They've, they've, they've yeah. turned down a rumor from a so year. He obviously wasn't happy at the club, and he should have left in the summer. Uh, but whether he had any offers or not, no one really knows the truth on that. Because Ronaldo says that he had quite a few, but then he also said in that interview that he was quite surprised that he didn't get more offers. So mm. uh, who knows? The truth is probably somewhere in the middle between what the clubs say and what that is. But I think it's best for everyone that he's gone. He doesn't want to be there. Ten Hag obviously doesn't want him because he doesn't fit with the style that he's trying to play. Um, he's not been exactly lighting the world on fire when he's played anyway and people say oh he's not been played he's not designed to be on the bench like he's actually played more most of the games this season and he started more than he's not um, some of that's through injuries but he has been playing but he's not been scoring because his head's probably just not in the game um there were some fair comments that he made though about the club and about the structure and about the owners yes. which we'll get to in a second hmm. um so there's i think the truth of what he's saying and what the club side is it, it's I think neither are probably telling the exact truth but really he should have left in the summer and everyone kind of knew that <laughs> the entire yeah. summer was kind of like where are you going to go then and he was like oh yeah I am I've got loads of offers <laughs> like, well, just take one then he's like no I'm staying he's like, oh, <laughs> you're still here are you <laughs> it's been a very strange second spell because I mean obviously the first season you know he scored 18 goals which on the surface of it looks pretty good but if you look at the team overall, I think you have 20 less points and 20 less goals. Um, and obviously he's done well, but you kind of see a bit of a trend that it doesn't really matter because the team isn't doing as well when he plays. Even under Ten Hag, when you know there, there have been improvements under Ten Hag, but there seems to be a bit of a a bit a bit of a black void when it comes to Ronaldo. And they kind of, I mean, don't, don't, I mean, he's had some good performances here and there. I mean, I remember Spurs last season when he scored the hat trick, he had an incredible performance. And same with the Champions League, but you, he didn't seem, you, you didn't seem as fluid as a team compared to before when you had Cavani up top or when you had Greenwood or Rashford or you know anyone else. It's just a bit of a, I don't know. It's strange how it's gone. Um, yeah, and it's a bit sad. The team wants to play with, like, Ten Hag obviously wants to play with pace and a lot of energy. And Ronaldo at 37 or 38 can't really provide that. And it's not his game. Mm. Um, so it's it's kind of sad in a way because the interview almost felt like the sport and the way people want to play had sort of almost passed him by. And it was just like a guy sat there kind of moaning about that. But things mm. eventually move on. Like, as um People always say, like, father time waits for no man, and it sort of it isn't going to wait for Ronaldo. He had to sort of adapt, like Messi has done um, this season. Last season, he had his struggles, but this season mm. he sort of started like a house on fire, uh, except for at the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you have to, like, adapt, and I think he joined the wrong... I think he rejoined the wrong league, because the Premier League isn't slow. Mm. Um, it's full of pace, it's full of height, it's full, full of physicality. Maybe in hindsight, and yeah, he at times dominated it last season for spells. But he, it's sort of maybe he's thinking this should have been a one season done. So I think to say that he has no respect for the manager um, was just unnecessary. Because yeah. Ten Hag will obviously have respect for Cristiano Ronaldo, but that doesn't mean 
he has to play you. Like, and given that Ronaldo left that friendly halfway through, refused to come on against Spurs, and all he said was, I'm not a player that's going to come on for three minutes. It's just like, well, like, don't also whinge that you didn't get bought on against City and, like, things like that. Yeah. You can't have it both ways because when you have started, look, you're not a player that deserves to start based on form. Even in the Europa League, playing against the Minnows, he hasn't really performed. No. And and sure, you could say that, like, you know, that's not a team at his level. Why would he want to give his all for that? But, I mean, you've got to take your chances whilst you can, you know. But if you're not going to be there for the for the hard times, you don't expect to be there for the good times. Like, yeah, you, you joined a team that was not challenging for the league. You made that choice. Um, if it was all about Champions League football for you, then honestly, you sh- should have stayed at Juve. But maybe that wouldn't be the best idea anyway. Mm. And in terms why. of sorry, go on. Uh, and I was, was going to say, in terms of the Ten Hag comment, I think he's been, I think Ten Hag for what he's had to work with and for the team he's building, I think it's a really, really promising start. And I think he'll be absolutely delighted. I think Ten mm. Hag has won out of this. Like Ronaldo gets what he wants, he gets the limelight. His, he got his friend a bit of a rub, so Piers will be on a high for for ages, and he gets to leave. But again, when we look at the teams that he's linked with, how much damage has this interview done? Because there were probably sides like Napoli were rumoured for ages, and and even in the summer, Napoli were rumoured, who are a Champions League side and a very, very, very good side. My God, you you can't imagine that now, can you? I think he would do well in Syria because he's so much slower. But I can't imagine people are watching that interview and going this is someone we need because they're now thinking, well, if we bring him in, he's going to bring all the revenue, the shirt revenue and all the limelight. But if he doesn't perform and we don't play him, he's just going to run away. I think only maybe Roma would maybe go in for him. But even then, I don't think they not. can pay the wages. And No. Well, that's the thing. I don't know who... I mean, he's got to take a massive wage cut unless he decides to go to Saudi Arabia or Qatar. Um, I think that's probably where he's going to end up because people have obviously said Newcastle United. But why... Would you potentially upset upset the way Newcastle are playing at the minute? They're unreal. And I know mm. you like we're saying Ronaldo and they've got it's Ronaldo, whereas Newcastle got Callum Wilson, Chris Wood, and um, who's the other striker they've got? Uh, Isak. That's it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. they just invested all that money in him. Mm. Incredibly, incredibly good young player. Um, why why would they bring in Ronaldo and potentially upset that dressing? And and the most depressing part of that, I think, besides maybe Chris Wood, those other two are in better form than him, than him at the moment and are a better fit for that Newcastle team. If yeah. if you fit Ronaldo in, I don't think he makes that team better. Based on what we've seen this season in the Premier League, I think he's lost half a step or he's not been focused and he's actually going to get to a team that he's comfortable at, start training properly and start training well and get mentally in the zone and he's going to come back a monster. But we hope he does because, to be honest, I hope... The, the day one of Messi and Ronaldo retire is going to be a really sad day. So it's not like that. I'm, I want Ronaldo to retire and leave because I, I, I don't. I just think Ten Hag and the United dressing room, on the surface of it, I think they're going to all be absolutely delighted mm. that he's gone. And I think it frees up 500k a week in wages, frees up a bit of money, and can move on to the ownership perhaps. In the Jesse Lingard, come on, bring him back. Jesse Lingard after his goal against Spurs in the. Uh, milk cup. Absolutely. Is, uh, <laughs> the milk. Is, yeah, used to be sponsored by milk. Literal yeah. milk. The Mickey Mouse cup. The Mickey Mouse the, cup. The bollocks cup. Um, actually, well, before we do move on to the owners, there's one kind of question which I have related to that. 
um, actually two comments. First of all, the fact that he said he wants Arsenal to win the league. I kind of knew it was over he there. He didn't say he wants Arsenal to win the league. He kind of did, though. He said, like, he said if, if Man United, United don't win the league, he would like Arsenal to be second. Well, he had a trial at Arsenal. Let's not forget, in 2002. Yeah. And Ferguson stole him away right at the last minute. <laughs> I think I turned him down. I, I, I don't believe he turned him down. <laughs> I can't imagine well, that. I'd need to know the timeline. Maybe we'll do some research on that for next week. But Maybe. Well, but, um, he must have had a trial before because we played sporting in a friendly that summer before the 2002-2003 yeah. season. And that was when Ronaldo absolutely rinsed Rio Ferdinand and, <laughs> and company. And, uh, and then Even they came company back. Says city. <laughs> hey, we're back. <laughs> we're back yes we are yeah and that's where we snapped him up i think it was rear ferdinand yes yeah, so yeah, because rear ferdinand joined in 0102 yes it must have from what i remember i think um i think he was signing the contract with arsenal because i think he'd even take some photos <laughs> and stuff he said he was going to sign it at half time and then we played them in that friendly i think literally, i think literally george mendes said okay actually no we're leaving i'm sorry and then he, i think you measly went to like manu and it's like my God, that guy was a was a head of a player. Chris, Cristiano, don't don't sign it yet. We've got a friendly against some club called Man United, <laughs> so we just want you to play eight eight nine minutes. <laughs> but um, the other thing that I thought was very interesting was the fact that he was talking about all the chefs are still there, all the old gym equipment, it all still there, and the Glazers, they just don't give a damn. They they don't care about winning. And I have to admit, I was like. He's kind of like it's it's, it's annoying because like he clearly can see kind of I mean it's it's all true I assume that's all true, and there is a problem and he's smart enough to see that. Yeah. So well, why can't he see that he's also part of this problem? I saw someone else sum it up best, and I can't remember which journalist I saw, which was that um, Cristiano Ronaldo pointed out all the problems with the Glazers regimes regime, which has been nothing but underfunding, taking money out of the club. They're a mm-hmm. billion pounds richer. Because and bad of money they've taken out of Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure where the chef comes into this, <laughs> because that chef is probably just a very good chef. <laughs> um, but in terms of the under underfunding of the academy of the um, infrastructure, he's absolutely right. And the Glazers have never cared about winning. They were purely there to make money out of the club, which they've done, and yeah. they are potentially about to make billions out of the club by selling it they're about to sell a club for billions that they bought with a loan against the club and then that's something that the the premier league allowed at the time it's been protested (laughs) against since the very day that it happened and will be protested against until the very second they leave which hopefully is sooner rather than later but no they don't care about winning at all they never have and but some the journalist that I saw said that he pointed out all the problems with the ownership without realising that his transfer back is symptomatic of that regime. Yeah. And I was like, it, in a way, it probably was. It was a fast buck to make a load of monies off of shirts and merchandise. Oh, absolutely. And bring in a player that still had something to give, which is OK. I mean, you could argue the same with, with Messi. I mean, like, you know, he, like, you know, don't get it wrong. Like, they didn't need Lionel Messi in that PSG team. But exactly the same thing, and that one's sort of worked out now. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't think we needed a creative midfielder, and we didn't need a right winger, not really. 
Um, they, they did definitely need to create midfield because that midfield this season before was made up of Ander Herrera, <laughs> um, Ferrati, who's permanently injured, and then just who else was available. <laughs> okay, you might have a good point. <laughs> they were so bad. <laughs> like, um, I mean, that PSG side that made the Champions League final. Carvalho, maybe. <laughs> bringing him back, Chelsea legend. <laughs> He's a centre half, but we're going to play him as ten. I meant the other, like the other uh, Portuguese Carvalho, but you know he would have done a job as well. Oh, Willem Carvalho. That's him. I, I couldn't remember his first name. FIFA Wonder Kid legend, who's now somehow 26 and did much. He's good. He's getting on a bit, I'm pretty sure. If it's the player I'm thinking of. But yeah, I think Messi massively improved that PSG side. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. oh yeah, he has now. But obviously, I, I don't like it. Doesn't I don't doubt that he was mostly made for financial reasons as a signing. I mean, it could be wrong, but I think the owners definitely they were thinking, well, we're about to. Um, but I think there was some footballing things. Well, they got Messi. They get him for free. Yes. Yeah. yeah they got so, I mean, they got him for free the same way that we got Ronaldo, but. I mean, that's two clubs that are two completely different spectrums in terms of what they're competing for. Mm. Like one is consistently hilarious in the Champions League, and one is consistently hilarious in trying to qualify for the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> and now it looks like the fortunes might become quite similar, because it looks like um, Saudi Arabia, at least some Saudi Arabia business, is going to be they are the forerunners to take over Man United. Wrong country. I think it is Saudi. No, I think there are Saudi Arabia people looking at it. Dubai. I thought. I think. I think. This is, I think it's Qatar, and I think it's Dubai, and I think it is Saudi Arabia looking at it. It's definitely like a nation state that's looking at buying. Yeah, it's um, definitely Dubai. Man United. Is it? Oh, apologies to all our Dubai listeners. I promise. I promise. Yeah, Dubai are the front runners at the minute. Um, so quick, everyone, Google Dubai. Um, human rights issues and start pretending you've always cared <laughs> yeah absolutely I, I'm too well, I, I do but you know I don't know anything about Dubai I've got to be honest with you I know that there's Formula 1 there I know it's supposed um, to be a very pretty place but I think that's that's all I choose to know about for now oh it's in the United Arab Emirates I'm sure they're oh, it's, the, it's the most popular city in the United Arab Emirates in the capital of the Emirate of Dubai oh, oh that's where the Burj Khalifa is is that where Salt Bay is uh, sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely that's what i, I don't thinking. know anything about dubai but other than yeah that so um yeah they're the front runners at the minute there were lots of rumors today of apple which was quite funny but i think they've they've ruled themselves out um there's obviously jim ratcliffe the uk's richest man mm. is always in the running um lifelong man united fan he's basically linked with to buy us about once every six months um there's been some people that have ruled i saw one of the funniest headlines i saw was um what was it david beckham open to having talks with potential man united players and i'm just like oh jesus guys is fucking everywhere he, he's just made like 10 million quid or whatever off of guitar now he's trying to make a now he's trying to somehow squiggle a few quid out of the sale of man united a club he's had nothing to do with outside of playing a few Legends games every now and then since he left in 2003. I mean, to be fair, this is, this is, this is a dude who spent a billion on like trying to create a football team in, in um, what Miami. So you never really know. I reckon he's just going to be, um, he's just going to start randomly appearing. Like, I don't know, he's probably an ambassador for us in some capacity. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's one of but the most famous sport away. people in the world. Wow, okay, oh, Jesus. That was something I wanted to say to you, said at the start of this podcast. 
Man United's most famous player, Cristiano Ronaldo. Do you think Cristiano Ronaldo is more famous than David Beckham? I'll say it's like so. genuine yeah. questions. No, yeah, I, I, I think so. You reckon? I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ! Look, look at look at the follower accounts of of Cristiano. Cristiano. I think that's. Oh God, I've had nothing. His Instagram followers for like two weeks. I mean, he, well, he, he, <laughs> I mean, Ronaldo's proud of it. So I, I think he would <laughs> he argue. He's proud of it. He <laughs> <laughs> would argue that he's the most famous player. He's so insecure, man. When he said, um, I've got all these Instagram followers, so it must mean people like me. Jesus. I was like, you don't know anything about social media if you think people only follow people they like. <laughs> Half the fun oh. is following people you hate, so you can just comment or get mad at what they write. Yeah, well, you know what? He, he, he's, he's a good wank. I mean, he's good. He's a good player. I mean, a good wank. I mean, a good player. Um, um, I don't know what happened there. Um, so, I mean, is, is there anyone that you think would be a good owner? For uh, Man U, I mean, uh, I mean, FSG are pulling out of Liverpool. Do you yeah, think? Yeah. <laughs> are they going to cross the divide? No, I hope not. Because I, I don't think they're much better. I think like Jim Rack, uh, Jim Ratcliffe would be a good owner for the club because he's someone that's actually a fan. All Man United really need is an owner that gives the club the ability to actually spend the money it makes. Mm. So as long as you've just got someone that. Join wow. by the club for the commercial side. That's fine. Get involved in that. But we just need an owner that's actually going to unleash the club's ability to spend its revenue, which is what the Glazers refuse to do because they just take money out of the club. This is a club that turns over hundreds and hundreds of millions of pounds of revenue every quarter, yet we only ever spend 150, 200 million a year. I know that's like, oh, worries well, us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I do. But that's the club makes that in a quarter mm. of the year, and then we do not have the capacity to spend that money because all the Glazers do is pay interest on our debt. We don't actually pay off any of our debts. We just pay the interest off, and the Glazers then were taking dividends out of the club. They were, and, and they basically like handcuffed the club, put us in massive decline. <laughs> So that's all the club needs to run. So I don't really mind who buys the club. I obviously hope that we don't get the oil baron that's actually person. Yeah. Um, or like, or I mean, I mean, you also, I think you also want to avoid like a Todd Bowley kind of character. Yeah, he's a weird dude. I don't want to start spending loads of money on Raheem Sterling. Yeah. Um, like, you, you want someone who, who at least understands football. I want someone that will come into the club and just give us forty million to buy Connor Gakpo. Honestly, I'm pretty good. <laughs> Who's Connor Gakpo? Is that his cousin? Oh, is that not his name? What's his name? Cody Gakpo. Cody Gakpo. Sorry, Connor. Connor Gakpo. <laughs> yeah, Cody Gakpo. His brother, his brother plays for Stevenage. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, and then I'll be pretty happy, and they can they can do what they want for the rest of the year. But yeah, I think Ratcliffe would be good. It'd be nice if it finally happened because it's kind of like if he never ends up buying us, it's kind of like how we never ended up signing Wesley Schneider. <laughs> so it'd be nice if one oh, of those God. things actually did happen. I forgot about that. I'm surprised. That, yeah, Jesus. Actually, here's a fun question for you. Um, which one of these three people um, was close to signing um, Man United? A. Bill Clinton. B. Osama bin Laden. Or C. Colonel Gaddafi. I'm gonna rule out Osama bin Laden. I'm also gonna rule out Bill Clinton. Oh. So I'm gonna go for Gaddafi. That is correct. Apparently, wow. he was going to buy it, I think, before the Glazers. I can't remember the reason why he didn't, but... Um... I can think of a few. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of a few as well. But, I mean, it hasn't stopped people before, you know. 
Do you know what's really funny? Is I bet he would have passed the uh, the owner's integrity test on the Premier League. Maybe you never know. I bet I mean, all three would. You know what? Bin Laden and um, Gaddafi would have passed, but Bill Clinton would have not um, because of the Lewinsky stuff. Oh man! I mean, yeah. I mean, Bin Laden didn't have any sexual relations with anyone. Not that we know of. Uh, well, actually, that's probably not true. He probably has like free wives or something. Well, he's dead, so. He oh yeah, well, not did. now. I mean, well, maybe he did. Maybe even. Oh, widows, maybe. Are you still legally married to someone if they die? Ah, uh, I. Let us know at rogue underscore opinion if your spouse dies. Do you have to like divorce them? Have, also, have you seen like, have you seen like Bin Laden's like daughter? Not recently. She 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 has like an Instagram account. She's just like a normal girl. Like she's like an American she, sister and everything. Yeah, of course, she is a fucking American. Yeah, it's, it's it's so weird. Like she just seems like a really nice, normal girl. Like she's, she's honestly like she just seems so chill. It's like, wow. Like how did you, you go on a date with her? with her? Did I? No, would you? Uh oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. How hard would you find it to not ask her about her dad? Oh, bro, uh, bro, that's 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 my main reason why I would go on the date. Oh, I, I, I want to know all about him. I mean, hey, apparently her, her dad was an Arsenal fan, so, you know, at least we have that in common. <laughs> Explains why it all went so wrong, really. <laughs> oh, man. So maybe, maybe, maybe that's why he didn't sign, sign Man United, try and buy Man United. <laughs> How do you think he would have proved he had the money? It's like, it was <laughs> all in this sofa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know anything. I don't, I don't know how much money. He probably doesn't have any money. I don't know. Anyway, we should get off talking about dictators and... Um, yeah, and get it. back to the glaze. <laughs> Yeah, get back to the Glazers, who I'm sure has some dodgy things about them as well. But yeah, um, gone, they, it looks like they're going to be gone. Um, same with FSG. Um, I mean, I, it's really interesting because I, I, I don't trust um, I don't trust that they'll have the best interests of Man United at heart. So I imagine they're going to sell yeah. to the highest bidder, which isn't promising. Of course they will. They'll just sell to the highest bidder. Um, and hopefully, yeah. So I think they purposely made this statement to try and start an auction so they'll get like Ratcliffe's bid and they'll get um Dubai's bid and this like that and they will just sell to whoever's gonna give them the biggest lump of cash and let's be honest do we have any trust that the Premier League have United's best interests at heart given <laughs> the people they have let buy clubs in the past and recently um yeah. like we've had everybody owning clubs from the weirdest people to the most dodgy people <laughs> And it's just, um, so there's no real protecting the club, but it's good news for United and like the club's going to be able to move forward. I suspect the new owner will come in and actually redevelop Old Trafford. We did invest £200,000 in um, the training ground during the summer, which in footballing terms sounds like pennies, but that's actually a lot of money. So um, I think we forget about that in football sometimes. Um, yes, we did actually invest in the infrastructure and that's going to carry on. Um, so, yeah, the club needs a new owner. I hope it's the best person for the club. Let's not let people buy football clubs in the in the future by getting loans against the club they're buying. Maybe that's like literally buying a house by borrowing against the house. Yeah. yeah. So they effectively not, um... took out a mortgage to buy the house. It doesn't make any sense. You think it's going to be a tough sell because you know they're going to they're going to be asking for a lot of money. And you, and I don't know if you know this, but you need a new stadium. Yeah, we do need a new, <laughs> well, yeah, we do need a new stadium to get with the times a bit. Um, it's going to cost a lot of money. And that's, that's why they're leaving. Oh, yeah, that is, they, that's they don't have the money. They're not going to pay for it. And they can't 
keep piling on millions of pounds of debt against the club. And they don't want to because the more they do that, the less the club's worth. Do the club's value after the Glazers announced the want for investment on the New York Stock Exchange went up 400 million? Yeah. That's how good news this is for the club. And um, yeah, so they want out. So I think in the short term, it will just be highest bidder. The longer it drags out, that's obviously when the Glazers are going to go, we, look, we don't this anymore. We need investment either by someone buying most of the club or we need someone just to buy it outright. Mm. So they're not going to want this to drag on. I think they want out now and they want out quick before they have to start because the plans for Old Trafford are already in place. They've been talking to architects for and whoever for ages. So they're going to have to start paying for this thing at some point <laughs> and they don't want to do that. Yeah, it's... um. I don't know. I, 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 I think that is definitely a part of it for stadium. I think the Super League probably was a part of it because I think if they managed to get that off the ground, they probably would have kept it. And I think lastly, I think the fact that they saw Chelsea going for four billion. I mean, you've got to think that Man United could get something similar to that. I mean, it's, it's London. It's a London club, Chelsea, obviously. So that is beneficial in some ways. But you know, Man United. It's Man United. You'd imagine they'd be able to get something like four million. Four million. For four billions, excuse me. <laughs> They'll get more than that. Man United is still one of the most valuable brands in sport. Mm. I think the figure being floated around is somewhere between six and eight. Um, that's, but it's all speculation, isn't it? It's all just a lot of it is probably just journalists making stuff up, or they've got quote-unquote sources. Um, but the bids are going to start coming in soon. Like Ratcliffe's name has been flying around all day. Apple was flying around all day for whatever reason. Whether there was any truth to that or not, Dubai has been flighting around since the sale was announced. So um, people will start coming out of the the woodwork at some point, and we shall mm-hmm. see what happens. But I think Ten Hag will also be bring it back to the footballing terms. I think he'll be happy to see new owners coming because new own, what do new owners want to do? They want to hit the ground running. So they're just going to throw money at him. In, if they come in before January, they'll do it straight away. Um, if not, next summer, I suspect, will be massive because that new owner, they'll want to get the fans on the side because they would have looked back and seen 17 years of protests, of stadium walkouts, of petitions, of this, of that. Of We forget, remember when the fans got United Liverpool called off? <laughs> oh god i forgot about that yeah because they were so unsettled after the super league so you eventually won that game though strangely I'm yeah we usually beat liverpool for some weird reason <laughs> <laughs> like there's a couple of lean years there but <laughs> for some reason we always seem to turn up against liverpool for the most part um yeah so good uh good times are coming it was a weird day because this all happened also in one day that Ronaldo Ronaldo yeah. out to the Glazers announcement. Um, interesting times ahead for United. Never, never a boring day. Yeah, I mean, so I'm now I'm thinking in my head. I'm thinking like, is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Because I'm thinking like, okay, so let's assume that they sell it for maybe three billion if they're thinking on the low side. The stadium, if they want, to, if they're going to be redoing the stadium, you'd imagine they'd want something similar in stature to like you know, Tottenham Stadium, which I think costs like two billion and the surrounding area of it. You know, if I was like a huge investment in that infrastructure. And then there's the debt that the Glazers have left over, which I don't know how that's gonna work. Well I think um the club aren't we're not talking Barcelona levels of debt, we're talking I think it's half a billion at the minute. Which isn't like it's a mm. lot of debt but in terms of it doesn't affect Man United on a day to day. 
But I mean, that, that could still add up, you know. That's, but I mean, right. at, at a bare minimum, that could be near 5,000. 5,000 what? 5 million, so 5 billion, excuse me. For the, yeah, yeah, for the for the sale of the club and the stadium. Um, yeah, but I mean, the club, that where it depends who buys the club and what they're bringing in. If it's Dubai or Ratcliffe or people, we're talking people that are worth, <laughs> worth 15, 20 billion on their own. Like, mm. and then the club, the revenue the club generates, the club can do it. It's not like when Arsenal were building the Emirates and it completely just destroyed Arsenal's on-field activities for a good four or five seasons. Yep. Before anything got moving again. Until then, it was just sort of bargain bins, um, or free transfers, or or just academy hoping academy project uh, prod, products were going to come good very quickly. Mm. Um, or or Shamak. <laughs> I mean, we we only talk about that now. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, he scored those goals against Reading. Um, yeah, he, he's a he's a he's a cult legend at um at Crystal Palace. Um, uh, so, yeah, it really depends. The club can do it infrastructure wise, but we have to. We all we need is just the right owner to back us. The club could be unleashed, and I think it could end up being a bad thing. But all the signs point to it's better than what's there than what's there at the minute. Because what's there at the minute is just seeing us stood still in time. Yeah. So I, I guess we'll see how it goes. But um, but, but before um, before we touch briefly on the World Cup, um, are you happy with how the season has gone so far, despite all the stuff that's been going on off the pitch, so to speak? On the pitch, the signs are good. I think Martinez, if he comes back for the World Cup and carries on the form that he's done. Outside of Haaland, who's obviously in a league of his own in terms of business, I think Martinez is one of the signings of the season in the whole Premier League. The way that defensively is night and day, the organisation and the between last season when it was most of the time Maguire and Lindelof because Varane spent a lot of the season injured, to mm. having Martinez next to really anyone. Varane and Martinez look an incredible pairings. So I think that's been outstanding. I think Christian Eriksen on a free transfer has worked out great. Um, Anthony's looked uh, pretty great in spells and then a little bit iffy, but he, he'll he'll come good. Um, yeah. And he was obviously injured just before then. Um, Ganacho out of the academy has sort of started hitting the ground running. Shaw's back in form. Casemiro is Casemiro, so it kind of goes without saying. Um, yeah, the, we really just lack a striker with any sort of killer instinct. Rashford's mm-hmm. good. Martial can't stay consistently fit. Um, but Martial does kind of have that killer instinct. But when he's only playing three out of every eight games, you got to wonder when it's time to move on. So I think that's all we're really lacking. David De Gea's back to his best. Dallo looks like a brand new signing. Um, we just need to find consistency in attack, I think. Yeah, and I guess maybe in defence as well. Um, but I mean, again, that'll be more down to fitness. Um, yeah. I mean, I think Lindelof has, has looked all right when he's coming at points. Um, I think you, you kind of have a very similar problem to how we were kind of last season. Like your, your first eleven is is pretty great, it's pretty good. Um, but if a few key members drop out here and there, you know, if Rashford and Martial drop out, or if Martinez drops out, yeah. you know, you need you need backups who are capable of you know fitting in. Yeah, it's a long term. We had to trim the fat in the summer as well. It's been a new signings, so mm. Lingard and Pogba and Tellers and whoever else left. Bailly has gone on loan and guys like that. They needed to get got rid of, but this is kind of where I know we spent a lot of money in the summer on on Anthony in particular. 
but this mm. is where kind of we just needed a bit more investment to bring in those squad players or to start trusting people in the academy a bit. But we had so many, so much deadwood to trim, and we still do. There's guys in that team in a minute that I don't think will be there after next summer. I don't think Harry Maguire will still be there. Wan-Bissaka is still there. Phil Jones is in his last year of that never-ending contract. Um, yeah, <laughs> so there's still a lot of people that are going to go. Fred, the contract is up in the summer, and I can't see us renewing it. Um, really? I might end up being... I don't think we will. Hmm. I mean, we all thought he was going to come in and it was going to be Casemiro and Fred because they've been good for Brazil um, in the past. But Fred is like... He's been in and out of the side, and I just don't see why we would renew that contract. But maybe I've been wrong, and I think Martial probably needs to move on as well. So there's a lot of more, a lot more work for Ten Hag to do. Um, so we shall see. We shall see. Maybe I'm wrong on Fred. Do you think I'm wrong? Uh, I mean, realistically, I think it depends on your priorities. I think he's a decent squad player. Um, I mean, but I mean, I could say the same about McTominay. I think those two. I could see them. I could. I, it wouldn't surprise me either of them leaving, but it wouldn't surprise me either of them st- staying as well. Um, well, Fred will be 30 by the time next summer comes around. Yeah, that's true. But then again, you need kind of players. I mean, you, things you never know how players will develop under like a good coach. You know, I think we've seen with Xhaka this season. You know, a player who everyone was thought was completely useless is only useless some of the time. But now he's pretty good. You know, it's like you never know with some people. Um, I mean, you know, Fred came on for Brazil today and I thought he looks really good. Um, and, you know, if Ericsson gets injured or his fitness isn't completely there, which seems to be at some points. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I think we've got better players that can come in. Taps. I think we will invest next summer, particularly if we get a new owner. I think we will even if we don't because it's we can't it's not a choice. All the revenue that we want is in the Champions League. Yeah, um, and I, I think you need to get I think you need to get um, Van der Beek out of there as well. Oh God, yeah, I think I mean he started <laughs> a couple of games recently, so maybe he's going to come good. He's still very young, but yeah, I think for the best, it'd be best for his career if he perhaps went. But maybe we'll pull some magic out of him. Out yeah. Of him yet. So, but I think the strike is going to be a priority, and I think with Ronaldo going. In January, we will bring somebody in. Yeah, I think so. Um, Arsenal have been doing, doing doing very well. Thank you for asking. Oh, um, I didn't. I know. I know you didn't. Um, talk about the World yeah. Cup. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about the World Cup? <laughs> hey, God, let, let me question about my team for a second. We're, we're five points clear. Bloody. We haven't lost since... since or we haven't lost since we lo- like lost to you. But, you know, we're, we're beating Spurs and we're beating Liverpool, which doesn't sound like a lot, but... I think because the consistency is is baffling me. You know, yeah. even even when we haven't played well against Leeds and Southampton, we still managed to get points out of it. Yeah, I mean Leeds are awful, so that's probably why. Well, you say that, but they, they did really well against us. I mean, to, to be fair, they also did really get well against Liverpool and some other teams. So you never really know what you're going to get with them. <laughs> um, I think we saw what we're going to get from them. I think we're going to see Jesse March out of the job. The end of January. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I, I really quite like Jesse March. I have to be honest. He's good, but I think if Leeds look like they're going to get rid again, given that it took them what twenty years to get promoted again. Yeah. I can't see them hanging on for. They're a bit rubbish. But yeah, Arsenal's consistency is next level. Um, at the minute, you're finding finding goals from nowhere, finding winners from everywhere. So mm. it's uh, it's fun to watch. Uh, you're five points clear, Man City. They've shown again that they can be got at. Mm, that Brentford team, game was surprising. Yeah, if a team just... 
go for it. Like they do seem to, they do have weaknesses, which is why I think again they won't win the Champions League. <laughs> which uh, <laughs> is just going to get funnier and funnier. It's going to um, be cheaper for us to build our new stadium than it is for Pep to win the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> even with Haaland, even with. Even with so much money. Harland, although he is, he has got the entire World Cup to recuperate. Yeah, which is a bit worrying. But actually, so I'm going to ask the question because Arsenal fans hate being asked this question, but I'm going to ask it to a Man United fan, so I kind of know what the answer is going to be. Okay. Do you think, first of all, do you think we can win the league? Yes. And second of all, do you think we we will win the league? I think you can win the league. I don't think. Mm. Because I think you will have a rough patch at some point because Arsenal always do at some point there'll be that month where you only get one or two points and I think Man City coming out of the World Cup Haaland all the rest in the world I think they will be buying for blood I think they probably just they might just go for it without losing again but I also after I didn't think they were going to lose really at all I don't think they who did they lose to before Brentford um, I think they'd Liverpool. lost or drawn a few. Yeah, they lost to Liverpool, and I actually didn't think they were probably going to lose again. Um, but there we go. I think you can win the league, definitely. I think Leicester have shown that anyone can win the league if you're just consistent. <laughs> Consistency is key. It also really depends on injuries, because you already said you have quite a thin squad in terms of starting yeah. a level quality. I think you could also say about City to a certain extent, because I feel like their defenders, for some reason, just always get injured. Yeah, they have got that. But, I mean, they've just got such a a huge squad whereas mm. sort of you're a Ben White away from <laughs> so I don't even know who would play right back then I guess Tommy Asso yeah which means you got some tripe at left back <laughs> do you think left back is actually our best stock position which kind of annoys me screwed, of... <laughs> then. I mean if we really think about it like if Saka gets injured you're playing Reese Nelson who's already scored his goals for this century <laughs> <laughs> so and I think like defensive midfield as well like if Xhaka goes yeah. down you're really not far away from having to rely on Mohamed El Nene I think party is the one that scares me which I which is why I hope we find for many reasons why does he scare you <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it, I'm not going to bite that if he um, <laughs> if he gets injured you know like you said we have to rely on El Nene so I hope we buy someone in January because he's just such a unique player in that position I mean we'll invest because you've got such an opportunity yeah I mean Jesus Christ if you don't then my god I mean Saka I don't know I mean Marcinelli can probably play on the right Emil Smith-Rowe's coming back which I think is going to be a huge boost because um, you know I think he's fantastic Up front as well like you got Jesus he doesn't score a lot does he bless him but he does change the dynamic of the attack yeah so Enketia he can't do that job so you probably end up playing Martinelli through the middle which isn't his best quality and then sort of yeah so it's just injuries really they're they're really probably the only thing that can stop you if you can keep up this form but keeping up this form is a huge ask especially after an unexpected break because really for the clubs as well it depends when their countries go out yes like for part of me like that's what I'm basing some of my predictions in the World Cup on it's like oh if Brazil can go out in the group we get Casemiro back already <laughs> and he can just sort of sit and chill yeah and so Anthony, he's like I want England to go come on yeah and Anthony who was injured before got taken to the World Cup so, oh can Brazil just like fuck up and then mm. Argentina they lost yesterday and I was like brilliant one Martinez didn't start 
<laughs> and so he's only played like 20 minutes. Why were you subbing him on when you're losing? <laughs> anyway, that's like such a FIFA substitution <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah. The only reason that I think we maybe could win the league is if Man City really, really focused on Champions League. Because it's clear that they really, I don't think they really they care, care about. about like, yeah. They've gone all a bit PSG in that front. Like, Mm. But I just don't think they will win the Champions League. I genuinely think they're cursed. But they, they're going to go for it, aren't they? Let's be honest. Well, who have they got in the next rounds? Is it Dortmund or Severe or something like that? It's one of the... I think it, I think it might be Severe. Uh, maybe it's Dortmund. If it's Severe, then... No, no, Severe, they're, they're fucked. <laughs> actually, I think they've played both of Severe and Dortmund, actually, already. Oh, I think they're a group. Oh, maybe they got Leipzig? Oh, yeah, I think I might be it, actually. Well, Leipzig are pretty bad, so they'll be right against them. Yeah. Then it really depends what the draw does from there because really, who's going to? We said this last year though, like who's going to stop them? Because genuinely, I did not think Ramage were going to win the Champions League last season. When you looked at their squad, it was like, Ooh. but um, I mean, Liverpool could. I don't know. They're pretty rubbish at times. But they seem to turn it on in the Champions League. Are they playing League. Bayern? They're, they're they're playing Real Madrid. Oh god, I just don't know anything about football that isn't the World <laughs> Cup at the minute. <laughs> we're not in it. Like we don't give a shit. Don't give a shit. I don't even know who we got in the Europa League. Who we got? Oh, some tap. Oh, we got Barcelona. That's <laughs> fuck's sake. Sounds right. Some tap. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we might as well touch briefly on the World Cup whilst we're here. Um, yeah. are, are you enjoying it? First of all, because I feel like it's, I think before the World Cup, everyone was so fucking down about it, and everyone was like, "Oh, fuck's sake, why is this happening?" Yeah, I think it's like when everything starts, that humans were very easily distracted. So if something's colourful and fun, we're gonna forget where it is so that's sort of what's happened it's like i was like oh the world cup's rubbish and then the world cup started and i'm not including guitar for ecuador in this so day two was when i got excited um tell you what the one that kick-started was when saudi arabia won that game yeah that surprised me because I, I was surprised how good they were they were outstanding i can't remember any yeah. of the names but their number i remember their number 23 it was a fantastic player so shout out to you if you're listening and at number nine as well yeah, he was good. Yeah. Um, I, I assume they must be... I mean, they were so, like... What surprised me, they were, like, technically good as well. Like, they could dribble, but they had, like, such a great first touch. So, like, I was like, this must be the team that was coached by Xavi that went, like, the season unbeaten or, so, unbeaten or something. That's the only thing I could think of why they were this good. Yeah, they, they were really, really good. So, a really outstanding performance from them. Um, Argentina, what, was it Argentina they played? Yeah. Yeah. They were awful. Really, really poor in that second half like I know they, they were they, they were offside like 10 times or something in the game <laughs> for starters um, they got that slightly dubious penalty and mm. they just fell to bits but the second Saudi goal was unreal yeah that was a hell of a strike I think that's probably the best goal besides the, the Richarlison one today oh I did like um, Japan's second goal off that, that long nice. free kick yeah I mean the defender should Schlotterbeck should have done better there but I don't know why he was starting. Like, it's a weird decision for Hansi Flick to make. I thought uh, Sula, I, I think Sula will go central in the next mm. game. And I think they'll drop Kimmich back at right back because they're defensively, they were all over the show. Um, yeah, I mean, they've, the, they've, the they've... first half, actually, the Fennel first half, they're really good. They controlled the game. But much like Chelsea, when they play Havertz up top, it just does not work. Mm. And I, I don't know why they took Gun, um, Gundogan off either. Yeah, he was like the best player on the pitch. Um, so really strange decision making. Um, yeah, there's been some really fun 
fun games. Germany losing was great. England kind of destroyed Iran, although there were a couple of dodgy moments defensively. But I think that could be forgiven when you're four or five new up. Mm. Um, as long as they calm down a bit. So good start for England. Wales were pretty crap, but got a point. Yeah, disappointing. Canada looked um, decent at points. So did America, which I didn't really enjoy. Yeah, they got a good start in 11, America. Yeah, I feel like they're a team that maybe in like, maybe next World Cup, I feel like they'll be really good. Um, it depends how old that squad is. I don't really know ages that well. I think they're fairly young. They're I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm spicy came on. But um, yeah, and obviously we, we, tomorrow we're playing, we are playing the USA, which I can't wait because I, I'm more, if we lose to the US, I don't think we could ever show our faces again in world football. I don't know, we did lose to Iceland that time. Yeah, but this is like the US, you know, they're just like, oh, Jesus Christ. I honestly think we'll destroy them. I think so. Yeah, I, mean, I think we'll turn them over quite handily. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we're just so good. <laughs> Tara playing again tomorrow, which I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to when they play Holland. Oh wow, that's gonna be interesting. Holland looks pretty decent. Nah, I think Holland yeah. versus Spain yeah, would be a fun, fun match. The first hour of that Holland match was absolute dross, like really bad. There's been some real crap at this World Cup. As well. mm. The Switzerland game earlier <laughs> was bad. Uh, what was the other one that was really, that ended nil? The yeah, the Uruguay South Korea game didn't even have a shot on target the entire game. <laughs> there's been a few there's been a few nil nils to be fair yeah there was like more nil nils in like the first three days of this world cup than at the entire last world cup <laughs> oh my god some stat that i saw which was bad um so i think my favorite moment of the world cup so far other than richardson's goal which i don't want really to want to talk about <laughs> good um was probably louis van howe asking his own wife if she wanted to come up to his hotel room to get laid <laughs> I didn't even see that. Have you not seen it? <laughs> I'm, I'm just seeing the one about asking if the reporter wanted to hug. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, there's like a thing where Louis Van Howe is on the side of the training pitch and he's just talking to his wife where there's reporters there and he's like, maybe you come up to my hotel room, get laid. <laughs> funny. What a legend. I miss him. I miss him. Yeah, I do miss him. I don't miss his playing style, <laughs> but I do miss... I don't miss playing... Paddy McNair and Tyler Black is fun too. Jesus. With Cameron Borthwick Jackson at left back. I mean, hey, he bought through Rashford, so you know what? Maybe it makes up for it. Yeah, by accident. <laughs> Let's not forget. You just got to give him that. Come on, man. <laughs> Who was it? Somebody that was injured. Oh, no, somebody was injured, and then Martial was going to start, and Martial got injured. And just this random boy called Marcus Rashford appeared out of the the, the <laughs> nevers. <laughs> oh, who did we have? Who was our striker? It must have been Robin Van Persie. Maybe it reminds me of when like um Kane like just like he got into the Spurs team like by chance because Soldado was just doing so shite. <laughs> it's like one of those just like weird moments where like if the team wasn't just so fucking awful, they would have turned to like this random academy player who just turns out to be their best player yeah do you remember marcus rashford's second game for united just shut the fuck up shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm moving on i'm moving on all right um okay so i have a game for you Ooh. Um, 
I haven't told you what this game is. I don't think. No. Nope. Um. So ideally, I was going to play this with Reese as well because I was like, oh, you know what? It'd be fun. Have a bit of discussion. But I think we just had to do it with you and I for now. That's uh, fine. Yeah, I think it should be fun. So I'm going to list you three players, and I want yeah. you to rank them from best to worst. Best to worst in terms of what? Just uh, would it, it could be anyway. Just as a player. Oh, okay. Just as a player. Okay. Yeah. So, but a lot of them are kind of very similar in some ways. So I, I think it's going to be an interesting one. So okay. uh, the first one um, is um, John Obi Mikel. Okay. Good start. G- James Milner. Excellent. And Park Ji Sung. Okay. Uh, number. I'm going to go uh, least favorite to. Actually, I'm going to. I'm going to. My criteria is going to be player I would start against Arsenal at the Emirates. No, no, hang on. <laughs> hey, this is my game here. You don't get to change the... <laughs> oh, so just worst to best? Yeah, just worst to best. And you, and you can give your reasons why. Okay, John Obi Mikel is worst. Okay. Most inconsistent, um, sort of turned up for one week of the year. Kind of like Michael Bublé. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, all right. Number two... Um, oh, this is actually tough because everyone listening is going to know he's going to rank them. James Milner's number one, but I'm kind of ranking the same player. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> but I also think Obi Mikel was the same player as well, so that's why I thought it was kind of difficult. Um, no, I think <laughs> Milner and Parker. I'm going to rank. I can't not do it. I'm going to rank Parker's number one. I knew you would. I, I think Parker, Parker is would. one of the most understated players in Man United history. The consistency yeah. of the lad, the, t- the ability to turn up in big games and just for some reason dominate in a position he's never played before it was amazing. Him playing at right back that time in the Champions League against, um, was it Schalke? I think it was Schalke. When we played Darren Fletcher and Michael Carrick as a back two, but no defender. Um, I think Park might have played left back, actually. Um, but yeah, he was just brilliant. Uh, and then obviously... He, um, Jesse Lingard might have danced on the Emirates, but Park Ji Song sort of laid the floor for him. Mm. I'm surprised you didn't mention um, him completely marking um, Andre Pirlo out of the game. Yeah, but that, uh, compared to playing left back against Schalke, why would I even mention <laughs> that? But yeah, I think, and Alex Ferguson himself has said that if he had started Park um, against Barcelona in the first Champions League final that we lost against him in 20. 11 mm. no or 2009 2011 one of them that we would have won the game when you lost to Boston, think, yeah it? and we um and how could how we not agree if we'd started park and park could have marked Messi out of the game i don't think milner has that in his locker mm. okay that's interesting well, well, right, well just to play devil's advocate um for the season um when man city won the league park wasn't in great form and obviously he's obviously struggled a lot with injuries throughout throughout his career do you think that kind of counts against him compared to someone like Milner, who is, you know, I mean, I think he's what the second or third most appearances in the Premier League and also can play a, a, a wing back, right back, left back? Well, that season at Man City, one of the league, let's say, was Park's last season at United. So I'm going to forgive him for that. <laughs> he still played 28 games. Um, I also don't trust James Milner um, because he came from Leeds. <laughs> so there is also that sort of like I'm not saying people from Leeds are their own race, but I am being racist against them. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dive into that. Um, but one thing also about this um, about all these three players is that all of them started as attackers and ended up being fantastic workman like midfielders. 
obviously uh, Park Ji Sung was kind of a, a winger slash cam. Milner obviously was a winger, and Obi Mikel apparently at one point was one of the most promising cams in his country. Which just I I can't even imagine that if you've watched him play. No, I can't imagine that either. I can't imagine Park Park playing up front. I can imagine. Also, we do have the Milner of Munich game. Uh, when James Miller did play as a striker against Bayern. So, I forgot about that. Yeah, so we could do that. Um, do you know Park is a coach at QPR at the moment? I think I do know that. Well, he, he played there, didn't he, at the end of his career? Yeah, he played a couple of seasons there. Yeah, played terribly, but he um, he played there. Legs were... Fergie got every ounce out of the man. <laughs> he did. Yeah. And you know what? He's my favourite Man United player, so I think I probably would have made the same decision. Um, For him to Wes Brown. I'm going to move on to the next round. <laughs> Our next round, another kind of similar one. And I think I know who you're going to choose. Um, okay. So, Moussa Dembele. I mean, bear in mind, Which one? All, uh, oh, yeah, uh, this is the Spurs, Moussa Dembele, the CDM. What's a player? Yeah. Um, Owen Hargreaves and <laughs> Thomas Partey. <laughs> it's just sort of morally, I can't pick Thomas Partey. <laughs> well, with, why, why, Nathan? Tell, tell me why. Ah, uh, he's just playing. He plays for you. I'm just going to discount him immediately. <laughs> um, you know what? And this is going to be controversial because everyone I think knows who I'm going to pick, but I'm not going to pick them. I'm going to put Owen Hargreaves right at the bottom. Oh wow! Because I think he's nothing but a complete winger. <laughs> um, I think he blamed Man United for the fact he always got injured, then moved to Man City, played two games. Um, not simultaneous. No, they, they were simultaneous. Got injured and retired, <laughs> <laughs> and then just does nothing but whinge about it. Great player. Uh, he was fantastic for us in his limited role. He was obviously fantastic for Bayern. Um, my f- uh, second favorite Canadian, pretending to be a, uh, an English sportsman <laughs> after Greg Rosetsky. Um So yeah, I'm going to put Thomas Party second because taking the morals out of it. He actually looks a good player. Um, that's all I'm going to say about him. And who was number one? Uh, well, Moussa Nibale for Spurs. Moussa Nibale, yes. What a player he was. I, I mean, he's, I know he's, a, he's, he's so underrated. Spurs player, so it's hard for you to say that. Mm. I don't understand why. Well, I do understand his money. But why he left Spurs. He was surprisingly young when he left Spurs for China. Um, and it seems like he's still had a few good years left in him. What an engine on the guy. Him and mm. Wanyama. As a, as a pairing in that Spurs midfield were pretty great at times. It's scary how good a dribbling he was. Moussin Dembele was an incredible dribbler considering mm. the size he was. I mean, he could carry the ball like crazy. Oh, he could. He had, a, he had a good couple seasons there at Spurs where he was one of the best midfielders in the league. Yeah, I think he, he might be in like um, maybe top 20 CDMs in the Premier League of all time. Yeah, but that's a good podcast episode. We won't give that away for free on this one. No, Absolutely. We'll be back um, next week when we've completely run out of ideas and we're just making <laughs> lists. All right, I'm going to move on to the next one because if, if it's, I have quite a few of these. All right, I'm going to this is going to be a quick one. All right, Gerard, Kevin De Bruyne, and Scalzi. I'm going to put Gerard right at the bottom. <laughs> um, I'll put Kevin De Bruyne kind of uh, just above three, so I'm going to put him at 2.9. Oh wow! And I'm going to put Scalzi at like um, minus 0.1, so just above one. Um, Gerard. <laughs> don't like him um he stamped on ander herrera that time and was that was that when he got sent off after a minute yes yes and he's a terrible manager 
So I'm not. I'm very happy that I don't have to see him in the league anymore. Hey, he he won a league, you know. Yep. We can all <laughs> we can all win participation awards. <laughs> <laughs> I think they won the league despite Gerard, not, wow. not because of him. Um, in all seriousness, Kevin De Bruyne is probably one of the best midfielders the Premier League's ever seen easily. Um, he looks rubbish for Belgium. And I blame Roberto Martinez for that. <laughs> Entirely putting him in a 4-4-2 next to Axel Witzel is a complete waste of time. Yep. Um, and he's an idiot. But Paul Skulls is technically the best player England has ever produced. Wow. That's a, that's a big claim. Okay. But I, also, I should have known better than asking a Man United fan his opinion. Okay. Yeah. Um, Gerard is nothing but a long shot merchant living off of one FA Cup final. Deal with it, Liverpool fans. Um, okay, the next one I like is one I like to call um, the Jesus category, and it's all about goals. It's all about strikers who can't score. Okay. So I've got <laughs> Emil Heskey, Olivier Giroud, and Danny Welbeck. I think Olivier Giroud can score. He scored. Literally, he's literally one goal behind Henri. I know, but like, look at his, look at his club, look at his club form, man. <laughs> he's club form. He's got nine goals already this season. I know, but in general, I mean, like, look at his whole career. Like, he, he's in terms of scoring, you wouldn't say that he's like a clinical scorer, would you? Come on, let's be honest. Yeah, that's not really his game. But he got 105 goals for you guys. Yeah, I mean, don't be, don't get me wrong. I love him, but um. Well, I'm gonna anyway, put Olivier Giroud at number one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put his, Heskey at one A. <laughs> And who was the other one? Danny Welbeck. Yeah, Danny Welbeck properly can't score. Good player, but wow. he can't score. I'm gonna put. Him, I'm not gonna put anyone last. Okay, no right. one's number three. I'm gonna put Danny Welbeck at two. I'm gonna put Heskey at sort of at one B, <laughs> and I'm gonna put Giroud up top because Giroud actually does score quite frequently. So I'd rather he was in the side. Heskey. Um, we Great always player. have that Germany game, and. Um, I don't know anything Danny Welbeck's done in the last like five years. I mean, he's he started his he started the season well at Brighton, to be fair. Yeah, in 32 years, but he's found some. Mm. Okay, next one is also uh, a quick a quick round. So this is this one has a bit of a theme. So okay. this is best transformations. Okay. Okay. All right. So first one, um, Joel Linton from striker to centre mid, Ashley Young to fullback, and Saka to right wing from left wing back. Don't think two of them are transformations. You don't think? No, I don't think converting a 16-year-old Saka to a winger is much of a transformation. I mean, he played there for like a season and a half, uh, a, a wing back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so when Victor Moses was suddenly good at wing back, and everyone was like, he's the best wing back in the world. He's like, yeah, he's also the only wing back. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is that when Gareth Bale moved from fullback to? left winger it's kind of just a natural progression of a good attacking player um so maybe it is a sort of transformation ashley young to fall back i think he's just he's a poor man's antonio valencia so um <laughs> and i don't think he's as good as antonio valencia was he's a better he was a better winger than antonio valencia but a much worse fullback but he, he has won a league as a fullback unlike valencia i mean matteo damian won a that league and that side so that's true i mean you can well, change it to valencia saying. if you want but <laughs> we can change it to valencia i'm gonna put um saka at three strictly because the other t- 
who have full careers to look back on. So Saka <laughs> might move back to fullback for we know. Um, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put Valencia. No, I'm gonna put Joe Linton at two, because again, same thing yeah. as Saka. I was just thinking about Young and Valencia. I completely forgot about Joe Linton. Um, so <laughs> Joe Linton at two because everyone had written him off just as a human being before he became a centre midfielder. Um, and I'm going to put Valencia at one because he's that's the best player out of the three. I think that's a, I think that's a really bold claim. Because I think Joel Linton's maybe one of the best centre mids at the moment. I think you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, fair enough. Well, I can't if we're, we're going to start putting Joel Linton up with Luka Modric, like, this podcast just needs to end. Okay, maybe not like that. <laughs> in terms of the league, all right. Anyway, next one. You kind of ruined one of these for me. Um, okay. So, Bale from left back to right wing, Pirlo from Cam to deep lying midfielder, and Makaleli from right from right mid and Cam to CDM. I'm gonna put. That's a good one. Right off the bat, oh, this is actually quite tough. Mm. I think that's a point. Success. <laughs> Bale had the guys five champions. I think he's got three, but okay. Was he not there for two of them? Uh, oh, actually, I guess he was. I, I didn't has got five. How many was Bale there for? <laughs> did, did Bale technically win the last one? Yeah, he did. He, yeah, I think he did. He did get yes, a medal. Bale, I, don't know, I don't know if he qualified. I don't know if he did. But anyway, okay, so he's got either three, four or five Champions Leagues. So I think mm-hmm. he needs to go up top. And he's got that bicycle kick. Um. I'm going to put Makaleli at two because he sort of invented that Kante position mm. inadvertently. And I don't remember who the last one was. Oh, Perlo. Yeah, who arguably invented his um, position as well, which no yeah. one has really been able to replicate. Yeah, not even Gerard. We're going to put him third, but it's mm. sort of like it's not third in terms of like he's the third worst. It's just a this is the how I have to rank things to make the game work. But I think Bale just had I can't, even if he's only, even if it's three Champions Leagues, it's goddamn three Champions Leagues. Mm. <laughs> so I think he has to go top. Actually no, it, it's actually according to Wikipedia he has five, which I didn't I had no idea. There you go. He has five Champions Leagues. Holy shit. And he's like single handedly taken Wales to three major tournaments in a row. Yeah. And he's also the won the World Cup in sixty years. And he's also won the MLS Cup. He did win the MLS Cup the other week. Yeah, he scored the. He came on in like last five. He's got the equaliser and then scored the winning penalty. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the more you know. And the last round, which I kind of wish I, ch- I chose the other round as the last round because I think this one's going to be easier. Okay. Is another transformation. Um, it's company from centre mid to centre back, Mascherano from centre mid to centre back, and Yaya Torre from centre back to well centre mid. <sighs> I'm going to put Mascarano third. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put company, sort of company top. I'm going to put Torre in a minute. Ooh, interesting. Mascherano, the, the, one of the best players to play under Guardiola. That's why he's bottom. <laughs> interesting. I don't know. I saw this. Anyone could go anywhere in that list. But I think Torre. Yeah. Torre was phenomenal. He had that one, city, that one season at City. I think company was just the most consistent and so mm-hmm. there were those two or three seasons where he was injured all the time. And Man City just like quite literally fell to bits every time he didn't play. Mm. So he was just so essential as I think Torre they sort of coped without. I think Barcelona could cope, could have coped without Mascarano as well. So I think that's why a company goes top. Because he was just the most integral. He literally was the glue for that 
that city side. You know, I, I like your reasoning. I think that's very. I think it's very. Yeah. I think it's very good reasoning. I'm good at my job. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have been intrigued to see what Reese would have come up with. Um, I know we can guess. He probably would have started talking about Dow Dyke or whatever. Yeah, like he probably like you know. I I I wish I included um Carl and Grant in here somewhere. Yeah, that would have been good. Um, I think he would have appreciated that. I think he really would have done. That Dow Dyke actually played the game week before the World Cup side. Really? Can you believe oh. he does exist? <laughs> I saw a photo of him. He's real. Oh my God. Also, I, I I don't know if you if 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 you were there when I was talking to Reese about it. I had no idea Graham Potter played for West Brom. I did see you say that in the group chat. Did you? I, I, I can remember if it was that group chat. Yes. That's so weird. I don't think I knew that. I don't think I knew anything about Graham Potter. I kind of think sometimes with these managers that come from lower league, it kind of feels like they're forty-year-old men that just appear out of thin air. Yeah, I thought I thought he had no experience in football. Like I, I thought he was just like I thought because I thought his first thing was just like coaching the university football team or something. That would be a very white guy way of getting a Premier League job, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like he just used to coach the boat race or something. Man, he's, he's had a wild career to be fair, and now he's failing at Chelsea. So you know, <laughs> they are really bad. Yeah, they are. But who knows? Maybe they'll be good. I hope not. I hope not as well. I could do yeah. without Chelsea being good. That was yeah. the, where are they? Seventh or eighth for the minute? Um. Oh, hang on. Yeah, let me just look at the glorious Premier League table. Um. Is it your wallpaper on your phone? It should be. Oh wow! I can't believe Arsenal top. Wow! I never knew. Five points clear. Wow! <laughs> I never would have known that. <laughs> um. Chelsea are eighth. Jeez, that's pretty bad. And you're fifth. You're only three points behind um, the, I can't say their name, but the, the other North London team. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing too, too bad. That Villa loss was an opportunity. We very quickly got revenge, though, like two days later in the Milk Cup. Yeah, in a cup that no one, no one gives a shit about. Only because you're out of it. I, oh, yeah, yeah, because I, I, that's true. I really cared about it before. That's true. You literally would have done if you won it. <laughs> If you won it, you would have been all over it. Start talking about the history of it. So blah, blah, blah. This is revenge for Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> the entire time. Oh, the amount of times Reese brings that up fucking pisses me off. Um, I, I was actually really sad. Why does sad. he bring it up? It must have been like the worst day of his life. He probably hates Birmingham. Yeah, but he hates me more. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, did you know, actually, before we go, I, 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 I want, I want um, a little fun quiz for you. Who are the three teams who are on zero goal difference at the moment in the Premier League? Uh, pretty sure we are. Yep. I'm almost certain of it. Hmm, that's a really good question. Um, I know. Chelsea? Yep. Ooh. Oh, now well. there's pressure. I was thinking yeah. I was going to get it wrong. Who's the crap at scoring? No, who's good at scoring? I oh, know they might be crap at scoring, but also crap at conceding. This one surprised me. I did not I did not expect this. Everton? It's actually Leicester. Because oh. obviously, you know, they have a defence like a sieve, but they scored a lot of goals near the end of, of that little break. Yeah, they're still crap, though. Yeah, yeah, they are. Really, really, really crap. Um, Patrick's? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, do, do you have a Patrick? I do have a Patrick, and I've had this Patrick for about six weeks now, and it's going to start off, and you, everyone is going to wonder where on earth I'm going with this. Okay. But this is a story I heard uh, a few weeks ago. It's about fat bears. It's not about fat bears. Fat Bear Week will return in 2023. 
Okay. Um, it's going to be on ESPN, hopefully. <laughs> Go on with your story. Go on. <laughs> right. My Patrick of this week goes, it's a historical figure. It's Goebbels. <laughs> so okay. for those that don't know Goebbels, I'm not going to explain who he was. I'm going to invite you to Google it. But there was a time where Goebbels gave a speech where he slagged off Scotland <laughs> because they believed in the Loch Ness Monster and it got published as an article in a German newspaper. And this was during the war. And I just think that was a hilarious thing for him to get distracted by. So I want to nominate his inability to stay focused. And who asked him that question? I don't know. Did they even ask it? Or was he just thoughts he had? But he said it proves how stupid um the uk is because they believe in the Loch Ness monster i i don't know what to say about that um wow actually you know you know what my patrick will be my patrick will be um the cameroonian player who did the sue um versus portugal today in front of ronaldo oh yeah when they were still losing yeah and it was an absolute terrible one as well so the fact that they were losing the fact that it was so shit and the fact that it was in front of Ronaldo, you know what? I think that's my Patrick. Because I just love that level of shit housing. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but I can't go for Goebbels. Let me read you this. This is about the, the newspaper. <laughs> in a German newspaper, he cited the Loch Ness Monster as a reason the people of the United Kingdom were weak. The Loch Ness Monster has, has been a cryptozoo zoological and biological mystery since as far back as 1933 when reports of a strange creature of unknown origin size or shape began coming from the lock if the people of england and scotland were dumb enough to believe there was a dinosaur swimming around their lake goebbels reasoned to the german people they were too dumb to win the war that is a great story to be fair there you go don't say you people don't learn anything here true you know what i'll I'll, I'll put it to reese because i think that's the only way we can possibly um decided you know i'm gonna put to carl as well there is um, no way reese is gonna reply for those that don't know which i don't know why any of you would it's very late at night <laughs> no that's true i also just i forwarded it to um carl's chat and i and it was just to reese which i completely forgot about so i'm gonna redo that um it looks like you said goebbels or bukaki apparently that's his name bukari bukari you're a very good footballer um, was he the one that nearly scored the goal right at the end because Patricio had no idea where he was? Oh, I, you know, I wish I had nominated, nominated that guy, but I don't know what the fuck his name is. He just nicked the ball off the goalie and then just forgot to shoot. Wait, why does it say it's Cameroon? It's bloody Ghana. Have I just been saying Cameroon this whole time? You are so... I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like uh, we're not going to get an answer, so you know what? Shall we... <laughs> Can't put a Twitter poll up. Let's go for the car. That is one way to get. Actually, you know we can't get suspended because Elon Musk would find it hilarious. That's probably true. Oh my god. Um, you we know, could uh, this. we could Twitter poll this. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to put in a rogue opinions group, and the first one who answers. Um, <laughs> they probably don't even know who. That's <laughs> they won't know who Goebbels is, but there's no way any of them know who the other guy is. No, absolutely not. But uh, I'm just gonna. And you know, he's, I bet Rian's going to be the first one, and he's going to want to be different, so he's going to say Goebbels. That's that boy's been starved of attention his whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I love you. But... He is the, the Conor McGregor of rogue opinions. <laughs>
<laughs> whacked out on snow. Yeah. She probably shouldn't say that. Sorry, Reed. Um, it doesn't look like we're going to get an answer, so I guess to Patrick, because there's two people, inevitably we knew this was going to happen, we are at a stalemate because neither of us... No, what's funny is we're actually both voting for each other's ones. Yeah, you know what, actually, I'm going to... I think for this week, I think it should just be you and I. We're the Patricks. We are the Patricks, yes. We are the Patricks. That's good. I like that. That's a good way to end the show, a bit of positivity. Right. Um, Scotland, I'm sorry you didn't get your referendum, but you're you're too dumb to vote anyway because you believe in a dinosaur that swims in a lake. And uh, Liam loves to sue around his house. And um, Nathan likes Goebbels. I don't not like him. <laughs> I think we should stop this conversation before it goes somewhere we don't want it to. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you very much for listening. You do, 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 you have, do you have any plugs before you go? Um, that's exactly what I was about to do. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. You can find Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore Opinion. You can find me at Nathan Greenaway. Um, I don't really have any plugs, to be honest, Liam. I don't really. I don't come here to publicise. I come here to have fun. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna um publicise. If you have any complaints about Rogue Opinions or the Qatar World Cup, or you just want to hurl abuse at us, um, you can do it to my personal account. I I handle all of the abuse sections, so you can. Uh, follow me and hurl abuse at me at Elon Musk. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this has been this has been a fun time. And Car- and I said, Car- uh, 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 um, sorry, Freudian slip. Nathan, this has been fun. It has been fun. Like I'm starting to think that maybe we don't need a third person. Yeah, we we don't need threesomes. We we were much better as a duo. Easily, easily. We stayed on topic for the, the most entire part. time. Yes. Um, we shouldn't review our own podcast on the podcast. Let us know. Put some iTunes comments if iTunes still exists. Yeah. If if, if anyone fucking listens to this, this podcast, give us a, a, a review. And those five beautiful stars. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.